Welcome back into the den, ladies and gentlemen, and let's talk hockey. Coming off of a big series, of course, at Pachanga Arena and then another game against the Las Vegas Thunderbirds following. And of course, this past weekend, a three-game series up in Lake Tahoe. We're going to get to that. But, you know, I just wanted to take a second to recap that Pachanga game. I know that was an incredible experience for me. We spent about 12 hours in Pachanga Arena that day, so it was definitely a long day. But, you know, I'm going to send it over to you here, Austin. How was it on your end, man? I know I was from a completely different vantage point about the complete opposite that you could have been since you were basically on the ice and I was in the rafters, but how was everything from you? You know, it was surprisingly not cold. That's the number one thing I can uh, take away from that. Growing up, I always thought, you know, it's always probably so cold on the ice and then working at different rinks and ice town, especially, you know, it's just super cold there all the time. So I was just ready to just freeze the whole game like I always do. And I ended up not wearing my jacket the whole time in there. So, you know, that's what happens when you get a professional arena. And But, you know, it was a great experience for me. Uh, probably one of the coolest things I've ever done in my entire hockey career. Uh, I actually got to use an, a real goal horn. So anytime we did score, I was laying on that horn for quite a while, kind of squeezing every second out of that. It was good to see the guys on a different set of ice, you know, on a professional-sized ice instead of, their ice town usual and you know it was just an overall great experience had people in the building great time and being able to watch the goals game afterwards just tied it all together yeah it was a full day as I mentioned with how long we were there I mean that goes without saying but I can't go past the fact that you said it wasn't cold because no joke you know me I was going up and down those stairs up to my booth probably 20 times so I was sweating I had to take my jacket off real quick. But, um, yeah, definitely a huge difference from the rinks we have out here. I mean, Town gets pretty cold. Uh, Long Beach, personally, for me, that's the coldest one, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, it was a welcome change, I will say, not being cold for one whole day, especially since we were spending so much time there. Some other notes from that game. Of course, those two games against Las Vegas that weekend didn't end up going our way but it doesn't diminish the experience for the boys. I know when we walked in right at the beginning, we all walked through the tunnel on the concourse and I stood there, saw the boys looking at the ice. And then I walked up, stood right next to them and they were all just in awe. Like, wow, I haven't played on a sheet of ice like this since mites. I haven't played on a sheet of ice like this ever. It was just cool to see the guys reveling in the moment like that just for a split second before we headed down to the locker room to get ready for the game. I got to mention my boy Gilly getting his first goal there at Pachanga Arena. That was poetic. He was so hyped, and I know we were all super hyped for him. So I know he heard it on the broadcast, but congrats, Gilly, man. We're all super stoked to have you back, bud. Super awesome moment. Gets the first goal in Pachanga, first goal of the season for him. And, of course, the first goal got to be a Sabres goal. That was the number one thing I cared about when it came into this Pachanga game. I just wanted that first goal to be of the home team, and it couldn't have been anyone better than Will Gilbert coming back from his knee injury, you know, looking great on the ice. He was so excited that he couldn't even stand when he scored the shot. If you go back and look, he tripped a few times before he finally got over to the bench. So, you know, we don't really need to dive into the final scores on those. We're just going to say – wasn't our worst losses of the year. Definitely wasn't our greatest results. I will 
not say anything bad about the effort, but, you know, just wasn't our weekend. But that just gave us the fuel to go into the next weekend being so important, which was this past weekend up in Lake Tahoe for the Sabres' first trip ever to the Lake against the Lakers. And the last time the Lakers came down here in the first series we ever played against them was a three-game series, and we played them tough, but they came away with all three wins. We absolutely had to go up to Lake Tahoe and come home back to San Diego with a result. So, Austin, you took the long trek up to Lake Tahoe. You went through the snow for a few days, froze your ass off. Why don't you let everybody know exactly how this weekend went? Well, first and foremost, I want to thank uh, head coach Dominic Cachico and the rest of the team for allowing me to share that weekend with everybody and giving me the opportunity of being able to travel with the team once again. Always a great opportunity, and it's a blessing that I get to even even be in the same rink with you guys. It's just awesome, and I appreciate all of you. Well, our weekend started on Thursday, actually. Um, I remember I arrived at Icetown around 9.30 in the morning. Boys were strolling in there around the same time. Everyone a little little tired because they just weren't ready to be up so early, but more than eager to get things going. Started with a little just on-ice practice. Just got about an hour and a half, two hours in of skating, going over drills, just getting everything in tip-top form before uh, we headed up to Lake Tahoe. Boys got their food from Noodles & Company. Shout out Noodles & Company. Then we hopped onto the bus, and the 12-hour trip began. Uh, I remember at one point, I believe Dylan Travis had a hammock aboard. So those are the kind of bus vibes we had going up there. Uh, We got on the freeway around 12. We got into our hotel rooms around 12, 15, midnight. Everyone slept, got ready for the next day. Next morning, had a great breakfast at the Red Hut Cafe in South Lake Tahoe. From there, we were just a few feet away from the lake. We were able to walk over. Boys were able to see the lake go sit in the snow for a little bit. The Canadian guys were feeling right at home. Where the California guys like Weston and Matt Lempion and let me just say they were not built for the snow, as he wanted to remind us all the time, saying, quote, desert boys were not built for this. <laughs> Love to hear it. But after we got back from the lake, it was business time. It was time to go over film. Everyone started huddling into the Station House Inn lobby. Shout out Station House Inn. They got us in there, set up a projector for us, able to go over our film to get ready. We watched our film. We watched other teams playing Lake Tahoe just to get ready to get for what type of weekend we were into. Now, then we got to the rink. I got to say, Lake Tahoe is a very nice facility. Uh, they have a very nice lobby with a cafe inside of there for the fans, very big size, a lot of tables there. It's nice and warm inside of the lobby because once you get into the actual ice rink, it is very, very cold inside of there. (laughs) You can see your breath pretty much the entire game. That's pretty fitting since you can see the snow in the woods behind the benches. That was awesome watching that on hockey TV. Oh, and, and Hockey TV did no justice. It looked uh, fantastic during the day. Before they turned on the lights and it was just pure sunlight going through there, it was a scene out of a movie. Going into Friday night, you know, the boys were pumped up, had the music blasting in the locker room, ready to go. And, you know, we got things going, ready to go in the first period. 
first period, the Lake Tahoe Lakers got the first score. Uh, excuse me if I get some of these stats wrong. Hockey TV isn't exactly correct on some of the goals that were scored here. But it says here that Jet Arminen scored that first goal for Lake Tahoe. Arminen has just always been a thorn in our sides. He's just one of the best players in the division, let alone on Lake Tahoe Lakers. He's just always been a good point scorer. You know, gets in there, attacks the zone, and puts his shots on target. Uh, not shortly after, we had the Sabres retaliate with their first goal of the game, scored by number eight, Carson Brown, assisted by Marcus Dixon and Hampus Knutson. That was the end of the first, you know, solid first, was able to come back, tie them up, get everything even, level, went into the locker room, heads held high, scoring that last goal. We moved into the second period where, once again, Lake Tahoe opened up the scoring with uh, a goal by Luke Stevens. Uh, Luke Stevens is another one of those guys who can just attack the zone and get in there as much as he needs to. Uh, with Armin in by his side, he usually stands by the blue line, takes the shot. A lot of the times it will go in. Shortly after, though, we had uh, our second goal scored. It says on here by Ludwig Nielsen, assisted by Luke Avedizian. Uh Some of these for Ludwig here were not correct. Ludwig had two goals on the day. But uh, Hockey TV says it will be four, so bear with me here. Yeah, I got to uh, throw that in there that I know, being the one that's posting stuff on social media, I posted the final score after that first game, and I got messages saying Ludwig only had two goals. And I was like, well, I mean, Hockey TV deceives me. What am I supposed to do? Even the league posted saying that he had four goals in this game. But, you know, what are we supposed to do? You know, we're just going off what was given to us, and, you know, we just got to roll with the punches here. But sorry, Luda, didn't have four that, that night. Can't give it to you that easily. A little bit after Ludwig got that evening goal, the Lake Tahoe Lakers scored with 6.36 remaining. They got their third goal scored by Josiah Menger. Uh, it was kind of different seeing someone that wasn't on the first line scoring a goal for Lake Tahoe here. They typically only really – score from that first, maybe even sometimes second lines. So it was good to see just a different name on the score sheet this time. Uh, once again, we have another goal, says here, by Ludwig Nielsen, assisted by Will Gilberg that time. I believe that was one of the ones he got. That, so that, that was another solid goal for the Sabres. And the period was ended by another goal by Lake Tahoe, scored by Jet Arminen. Arminen would have two on the night. He was just short of the hat trick. So that would leave the score at... 4-3 going into the third period. Uh, I remember the boys were a little bit upset going into that locker room. They just that wasn't what they were looking for. I remember specifically uh, that third goal was just not – it was not a clean goal. Goaltender Philip Flores had the puck, and it just took a bad bounce, dropped out. It was an easy shot for Tahoe to make. He wasn't happy about it. But number one quote I remember from that night, before going out on the ice, I remember Philip Plars looking over to all the guys saying, boys, score two, I got the rest of this. And the boys did just that with goals coming from both, same from Ludwig Nielsen. I believe one of those were from Joe Chappelle, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he'll let me know if I got that right or not. But nevertheless, the boys got the two goals they needed, and Philip kept up his end of the bargain, stopped every single puck going towards him in that third period, ending the game with the Sabres getting a victory of 5-4, to four against the Lake Tahoe Lakers. The boys were fired up after that first game. Uh, Andrew, how did it feel for you watching it at home? You know, watching the boys go out with so much fire, obviously 
that was expected coming off of a couple tough games against Vegas. And then of course, going back to the last series you played against Tahoe, as I mentioned earlier, but seeing those boys be able to come back and finish a game, even when they were down four three after two periods, usually when you say you're going to finish a game, you'd be up four three after two periods. But I think the boys knew that this was still their game to lose, even though that they were not on top on the scoreboard at that point. And Philip Lars, what he had to say in the locker room, that says it all right there. The confidence is through the roof and everything went according to plan. Absolutely. The boys are feeling super confident going into the weekend. You know, after getting that first win, uh, Saturday felt a bit more upbeat for everybody. You know, everyone kind of got their energy up, got everything going. Uh, It was kind of bad. Going after the first game, we did lose number nine, Jonathan Gosselin. Uh, he was out on concussion protocol from taking a bad hit on the boards. Uh, he's looking all right now. Glad to see he's doing all right. But it was rough not having him out on the ice. But nevertheless, move into Saturday. Game two, boys are ready to go. Lake Tahoe is just as fired up as we are. They're coming off a loss from us. They weren't ready for that, so they wanted to retaliate as much as they could. We go into the first period, both teams evenly matched, coming out with just strong energy, doing as much as they can, but ends up being scoreless after one. No harm, no foul. We go into the second period. Second period, Lake Tahoe starts it off hot with 18-33 remaining. Scored by number 16, Raphael Nemeth. Just a solid shot. Just got past Phillip. You know, one of those goals where you just kind of, you kind of want that one back, but nevertheless, the boys had to retaliate. Later on, uh, with 8.39 remaining in the first period, uh, we had a goal scored by Adam Wiedberg. He's been just a, the Swedish scoring machine, is what I like to call him. Uh, assisted by number 8, Carson Brown, and 26, Ludwig Nielsen. That would come off the power play. A lot of penalties coming off of Lake Tahoe this weekend. A lot of uh, tempers being uh, lost throughout the whole weekend, and the refs just weren't having any part of that, keeping full control of this game. Uh, second goal for the Sabres coming from number 10, Luke Avedisian. I remember he was super hyped getting that puck off of the goalie and just the rebound into the net came off, super hyped up, ready to go. The boys are up 2-1. That was assisted by Hampus Knutson and number 23, Adam Weedberg. Again, coming off of the power play. So penalties playing a huge part in this game. And then lastly, before the second period ends with 3.37 left, we have another Sabres goal scored by Hampus Knutson. Assisted by Adam Weedberg and Marcus Dixon. So the boys are going into the locker room feeling pretty pumped up. They've got enough goals to head in there and just sit comfortably on the game. But, you know, no game ever gets to end comfortably for us. We always got to gotta try to fight till the very end. To which uh, Lake Tahoe scored another goal by Luke Stevens. Again, on the power play for them. So that would make it a 3-2 game. So the boys are getting kind of nervous with the rest of the third period. Luckily, Lake Tahoe pulling their goalie out. The boys are able to get a puck down the ice. Bing, bang, boom, empty netter. This game ends 4-2. Yeah, that was a long empty netter at the end of that game, too. Like, that slid halfway across the ice, I feel. Just had enough on it that nobody on Tahoe's defense was able to get to it and stop it, but... Another great job from the whole team. This was one of those cases that was the opposite of the day before where they had to go finish a game the normal way on Saturday when they're ahead after two. And 
you know, they did just that. They locked down on defense at the end. They survived a pretty long six on five after Lake Tahoe pulled their goalie. I think it was about two and a half minutes of open net for Lake Tahoe. So right. that, that was a lot for the San Diego defense to have to withstand there at the end. So big props to the defense, props to Polarzi. And of course, big game for my boy, face-off god, Adam Weedberg. I mean, what can you say about the guy? He's good for multiple points every night. <laughs> Absolutely. He's just good at just getting in there, getting the puck on net, business done move on to the next play. That's Adam's mindset, I believe, every single game, and it seems to be paying off for him this whole season. I remember back at the Pachanga game, Adam took a face-off in front of the bench and took it so hard that it went to the opposite side behind him to the left, up into the netting, without a bounce off of the glass. And after the (laughs) game, I was like, Adam, you got a piece of that one, huh? And he's like, "Uh, yeah, I got the way from me. (laughs) I was like, that's my guy. Yeah, Adam's definitely a good treat to have on the team. He's a great presence on and off the ice. Can't ask for a better guy there. Before I move into Sunday's game, uh, again, more cheap shots on the ice. Coming off of both teams, but it ended up in us losing both Joe Chappelle to concussion protocol and Will Gilbert down. He said he was feeling a little sore after taking a big hit. Uh, had to be helped off the ice in the locker room. He's looking way better now. We just wanted to rest in that game, make sure he was doing all right. Uh, nevertheless, boys came in hot, ready to go. Uh, we didn't have Philip Plars in net this time. So to the rescue came my guy, Francis Plant, who just put on a absolute perfect performance, I would say, from a goalie, especially coming into his first game of the season, uh, his first start of the season, I should say. And he just came out there, looked like he had the perfect mentality, and he was ready to start and go to war. Not Starting to mention first... your first start on HockeyTV.com, Austin. Yeah, yeah. I did my first game broadcasting on Hockey TV on, on that Sunday game. Was no, very dude, glad dude. to have the opportunity. It was super fun. If you want to see a clip of it, it's on the league's Twitter. If you want to watch the whole thing, it's available to stream on Hockey TV. And if you guys uh, like never... sides calls – Go check that game out because, my Lord, there was so many offsides calls. On top of the offsides calls, we had a total of 18 penalties between the two teams. So, again, the ref, we had the same refs all weekend. Just they alternated on the orange band between the three of them. All three of them knew what was going on. So they knew just anytime they saw anything, they were going to call it. They weren't going to let anything get out of control in this game. Let's see. We have a lot of interference calls. Uh, we have a major for boarding. We have a major for elbowing from San Diego. We have an unsportsmanlike penalties and just all kinds of just different penalties racking up the pins this weekend. So going into the game recap here, first period, we again, both teams came out hot. Both teams couldn't find the back of the net in the first period. Going to the second period, we have a goal scored by number 16, Matthew Lempianen. Off the power play once again, assisted by Dylan Travis and Simon Couture. Uh, just an overall solid goal. I remember on the broadcast, I was pretty excited about that one. Just seeing Matt being able to get out there, get another point for his team. And then before the second period ended, we had another goal by Adam Weedberg. Who else? Assisted by Carson Brown and Hampus Knutson. So we move into the third period. Sabres have a 2-0 lead. Looking good going in. Lake Tahoe comes out hot. They have a goal 
by Jet Arminen. Once again, another goal for Arminen. Like I said, he's one of the biggest point scorers for the whole team. Uh, and then we have a, another goal by Adam Weedberg. This one assisted by Ludwig Nielsen and Carson Brown on another power play. Uh, I remember saying on the broadcast, I remember San Diego finding the Swedish connection there, which, you know, feels good to say. Feels good to see those guys working together and just obviously it's productive. Lastly, uh, there's a Lake Tahoe goal by Ari Rossi, bringing this to a 3-2 game. Francis Plant will finish out the rest of the game, being able to stop Lake Tahoe, even with the extra man on the ice, getting his first win and his respective man of the match for that game, ending the Sabres sweep of the first place Lake Tahoe Lakers in an overall dramatic fashion. None of these games were easy, but it was all hard fought. They battled to the very end. And it was a fun bus ride back home. Oh, it's got to be fun. That's a three-day pent-up fun bus ride right there. And a 12-hour one at that. So I'm sure you boys got a lot of energy out on the bus after that last win, given that that game started at 10.30 in the morning. And then I'm sure you all got plenty of rest because that was a lot of nothing to drive through after you guys get going for a bit. So, I mean, can't say enough about the performance overall this week from the boys Francis stepping in in that third game and showing out. So happy for him. Doing something like that against the top dog in the division. This was a series we had circled since the beginning of the season when we got our schedules out. This series, especially coming after when we got swept from them, when we thought we played our best hockey of the season on a prior podcast, I remember saying that that was the turning point. And Coach DeShico also said the same thing that that was the real turning point of the season. And since then, we've been playing just so much better and more consistent. So going up there and seeing everything culminate and come together to have a result like that over a three-game stretch against a team that, you know, just two months ago were something like 16-2, and they had a crazy record at one point. They've been falling off the wagon a little bit since then, but they're still in first place. Fresno's coming up behind them. But getting a big six points for the standings for the Sabres this weekend and digging the hole in the cellar for Ontario just that much deeper going into the second half of the season is huge, especially given the fact that we've got three weeks off, Christmas break, everybody gets to recharge their batteries, They're going to come back to San Diego and, you know, Will Gilberg, like you said, he's feeling a little sore. He's got a few weeks to come back from that. Ludwig Nielsen came back maybe a little early, but damn, he played well. He played damn well. And, you know, he's going to have a couple more weeks to get himself right. Everybody else, you know, just a couple weeks off to reset their soreness Because, you know, in a long hockey season, you're going to be sore more days than not. So having a couple days to freshen up is going to be huge for these boys. And when we come back, we got a couple days of practice, and then we head out to Boston for the showcase. I really hope the boys get a lot of rest this holiday season. They really deserve it. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout-out. I was talking to a few fans over in Lake Tahoe, and I got the opportunity to talk to uh, the parents of some of the Lake Tahoe players uh, especially the parents of uh, number two, Eli Prather. Uh, I just want to say it was great talking to them. Great little family from Indiana. You know, their son coming out, playing hockey out in California, experiencing just different things. And it was good to see them all out there. 
enjoying somewhat of the holidays together. And I just remember having a really good conversation with them. And they said they would listen to the podcast uh, after I showed it to them. So I just wanted to give a quick little shout out to them and the entire city of Lake Tahoe for the hospitality we received the whole weekend up there. Uh, just a great time. Can't say it enough how thankful I am for everybody up there and just an overall great weekend. Yeah, that's the kind of thing you love to see in the hockey world, man. A uh, kid coming over to play hockey in Northern California from Indiana. It just goes to show how much this game has grown over the past 10, 20, you know, however many years. I mean, of course, the poster child of that is Austin Matthews coming out of Phoenix, Arizona. And look at where he is now playing with the Maple Leafs, one of the best players in the NHL. You wouldn't expect some greatness to come out of the desert like that. But, you know, these players are popping up everywhere. And it's so exciting to see hockey come from different places in the country and everywhere in the world and culminate in a place like California, which, you know, if you weren't from here, you wouldn't even know that California has snow, let alone the fact that we got teams down here like us in San Diego, California, where we certainly never have snow. So <laughs> it's just awesome, man. I love to see people come from all different walks of life to all come together for one common goal out here on the West Coast. Great to see all the different cultures you see coming into hockey especially guys from Canada and all different parts of the U.S. Uh, speaking of Canada, I just want to give a quick little Sabres update. This last series was the last series for one of our defensemen here, uh, number four, Simon Couture. He sadly has to end his season a little early. Can't be mad at it, you know, got to take care of yourself and family before, before hockey comes sometimes. And, you know, we're going to miss you, Simon. Uh, it was great working with you all, all season and, uh, I know you're listening back home in Canada. Love you, dude. Hope to see you again soon. Yeah, big ups to you, Simon. You've been a real piece to this team, man. You've developed so much over the course of this half season. It's been a pleasure to call your games, and we'll see you again soon, bud. Good luck to you for the rest of the season. And with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up here for this episode. As I mentioned, we are now on Christmas break for the Sabres, so don't want to bother anybody during family time once they're back home getting some rest for a player interview this week. So we'll be back with somebody on the team or related to the team next week on our next edition of Into the Den. We'll be back after the beginning of the new year. So we'll see you guys in 2022 and we'll get you guys ready for the Boston Showcase. We got a long January on the road coming up. We got Boston, a trip to Utah, a trip to Las Vegas and a series against the Fresno Monsters. So we got our work cut out for us. It's going to be a lot of travel, and it's going to be a gritty January, Austin. Yeah, it's going to be definitely a fun one. Definitely one to remember. The boys are going to come in, be coming into the season hot, ready to go against these road teams, especially teams out of our division like Utah and all the teams we're going to be playing uh, in the showcase. Being, and being able to go to Boston this year, let them know what West Coast hockey is all about. It's going to be a great time. Uh, by the time of this recording, it is now December 23rd. So Merry Christmas Eve, Eve, and a Merry Christmas to everyone who celebrates. Happy Boxing Day to my Canadian boys out there. And whatever you celebrate, happy holidays from here at Sabres and have a happy new year. Couldn't have said it better myself, Austin. We'll see you guys next time as we take our next trip into the den. Have a happy holidays.